In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him nothing was made that has been made. The words of John, the first words in the Gospel he wrote, Apostle John, known as the one Jesus loved, the words of a best friend of Jesus. Christmas stories, baby Jesus, right? My story starts long before there was a baby Jesus. Strictly speaking, the Bible does not talk about Jesus in the Old Testament, only in the New Testament. However, Jesus himself revealed that much of the Old Testament truly points to him. In the beginning was the Word, before there was earth, before time. That was when God began preparing for the baby Jesus. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. From his writings, it seems as if Jesus and the Holy Spirit revealed things to John that no one else heard. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him nothing was made that has been made. Jesus existed in the beginning before anything existed. Everything that exists was made through him and by him. And he made it all out of nothing. I wish I had known those things when I was a prophet. But John didn't write them until about 800 years after me. I'm a prophet in the time of King Hezekiah. Put yourself in my shoes. Uh, sandals, as it were. I live a couple of centuries after King David six centuries or so after Moses, at least 13 centuries after Abraham to help you pin me down in time a bit. I know the Pentateuch, what you call the first five books of the Old Testament. I'm familiar with some of the rest of the Old Testament, but much of it hasn't been written yet, or at least made available to me. I know the stories of Abraham and God's promises to him. I know that his descendants are to be a light to the world. Yet in my time, his descendants focus only on themselves, and they control a tiny, unimportant country. I know the stories of Moses and the promises God made to him. I know God promised to be the protector and provider for the Hebrew people. But those promises were conditioned on the Hebrews being obedient, which they have not been. I know the stories of King David, and how God promised him an everlasting dynasty. However, that promise was conditional, and the Jews are not fulfilling the conditions. It is no wonder that David's dynasty is teetering on the brink of extinction. You see, I interpret everything in the light of those kinds of promises, the promises to Abraham and Moses and David. Everything I write, everything I hear from the other prophets, those promises guide my understanding. Working on mysteries without any clues. Maybe you know the lyrics to that classic song of your time. Well, that's me. 
I know things are not what they are supposed to be, but I don't know what they're supposed to be either, or how to get them there. Yeah, mystery. The Apostle Paul will use that word over and over in his writings. The Apostle Peter says that we prophets are pointing towards Christ and the salvation that he will bring. But we really don't know what we're writing about. We prophets are in the middle of a giant mystery and don't even know it. Paul even writes that prophets promise the gospel. We don't even know there is such a thing as a gospel. Many of the things we write about have to do with Jesus, but we do not know that. They may also be applicable to the nation of Israel, but we have no clue that some of our prophecies are really about Jesus. There are many prophecies about Jesus as an adult, but it's a Christmas season. Let's look at prophecies we wrote about the birth of Jesus, hundreds of years before Jesus was born. For to us a child is born, a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. By the time of the birth of Jesus, the Jewish people were looking for a Messiah, a Savior. They knew they were to receive a Savior because of many verses in the Old Testament. Their expectation of a Messiah was a man who would lead the nation of Israel to recapture the glory days under King David. The expected Messiah would likely be a warrior who would lead a rebellion against Rome and reinstate Israel as the ruling country in the region. He might also be a spiritual leader who would lead the reconciliation of the Jews to their God. It is within that context that this startling prophecy is found. For to us a child is born, a son is given. The Messiah will not come as a warrior king, but as a baby boy. God's cosmic joke on the religious leaders and government, maybe. I mean, who could have foreseen a rebellion led by a baby? especially a baby who is the mighty God. My contemporary prophet and friend Micah drops the next bombshell. The baby will not be born in Rome or Antioch or Ephesus or any of the world's great cities, which would be advantageous for the future ruler in the time. All great people come only from great cities, right? He will not even be born in Jerusalem, the preeminent city of the Jews, the baby will be born in the tiny, off-the-beaten-path oh, little town of Bethlehem, a few miles south of Jerusalem. But you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you one shall come forth for me, who is to be ruler in Israel. Jeremiah and I and others prophesy that the Messiah will be a descendant of King David. King David was born in Bethlehem. The next prophecy is one that has proven to be controversial through the years. It's my own prophecy, so I can tell you with great certainty what I meant when I wrote it. According to many versions of the Bible, Isaiah 7.14 says, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel, 
a virgin will conceive and bear a son? <laughs> Never been done before. Impossible, unthinkable, unimaginable to the people of my time. Emmanuel. Call his name Emmanuel. That name? It means God with us. To those of us who grew up as Israelites, the name would not have been odd. After all, God has been with his people since the Exodus, at least some of the time. We have no way to conceive of the idea that God, as a man, could actually live among us. Psalm 72 was written by King Solomon. Maybe he hoped this prophecy was about him instead of a savior. The kings of Tarshish and the coast will pay him tribute. The kings of Sheba and Seba will offer gifts. In other words, kings from distant places will offer gifts to the Savior. Jeremiah, the weeping prophet, offers a sad prophecy about the time frame of the birth of the Messiah. Children will be killed. Another one that I wrote, there will be a messenger that arrives prior to the revealing of the Messiah. This messenger will be a kingly herald who proclaims the existence of the Lord. If you live in my time and are able to see through the mystery and interpret the relevant scriptures well, here's what you would expect about the coming Savior. He will be preceded by a messenger. He will be a descendant of King David. His mother will be a virgin. He will be born in Bethlehem. Children will be killed because of him. He will receive gifts from kings, and the long-awaited Messiah will come as a baby. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then God was with us.